a 29-year-old female, and this happened to me two years ago. I don't live in the US, but the town I live in has a strong American influence, with many American immigrants and tourists. Because of this, the house in my town have a lot of American features that typically the rest of my country doesn't have, such as our washing machines and dryers being in the basements, or a separate little outhouse in the back garden. My house was one of the ones with an outhouse. I'll explain the layout of my house briefly so that the story makes sense. My house is three bedrooms, with an upstairs and downstairs. There's a back door which leads outside in our kitchen, and another one in the conservatory. The door outside from the conservatory takes you out into the porch, and if you walk about 20 seconds, you reach the back door accessible via the kitchen. Beside this is the outhouse where the washing machine is kept. The outhouse looks like it's attached to the house, but you can only enter it via going outside. Now that that's out of the way, onto the story. It was a Thursday, and I was home alone because it was my day off while my fiancé was at work. He had left that morning, and he wouldn't be home until about 7pm. I won't bore you with all the details of what I did that day. Only the activities of that afternoon onwards are relevant. I'd put a load of laundry on at about 3pm. I went outside via the conservatory door, and I didn't close it behind me. I know this might sound stupid on my part, but it was only going to be open for about two minutes, and I thought it was safe since no one would see the door was open. I was in my back garden after all, and my street is located in a pretty safe area, and many of my neighbors are elderly or younger people with families. The season was also changing into autumn, and since the conservatories trap heat, I figured a blast of some cool air would be good after just getting through a really hot summer. Anyway, I didn't think much of it when I went back into my house and I had settled on the couch to watch some TV. The day went on as normal, but at about 5pm, I thought that I heard some movement from upstairs. Now, I was used to the normal noises of the house, so I knew it was an out of the ordinary sound. If you went into mine in my fiancé's bedroom upstairs, you could actually hear a creak if you stood in the middle of the room because it was directly above the living room. I didn't feel scared at this point, just confused. It was just me in the house after all. I decided to ignore it though because I realized I had to go outside and get my laundry out. I'd set it to a one hour spin, but it actually ends up taking about an hour and 20 minutes and I knew it would be ready by now. So I went outside and I put it in the tumble dryer. My fiance's favorite pajamas were included in the wash, and I wanted them to be nice and warm for him when he came home. Again, I settled on the couch afterwards because I was having a lazy day. I'd been seated for like 10 minutes when I heard that same creaking noise yet again, followed by a thumping noise. I froze and a feeling of dread crept over me. Now, if I hadn't heard the noise from earlier, I would have just assumed something had somehow fallen, and I would have went up to check it without even thinking anything of it. However, the creaking noise from earlier was now at the forefront of my mind now. I'd muted the TV, and I had hesitated when I rose to my feet, unsure of what to do. 
I tried to be rational, telling myself I was being a drama queen and that houses made noises all the time. The season was changing, and we'd only been in that house for just over a year, so maybe it was possible the house was just settling differently because of a temperature change, and I hadn't picked up on it yet. Besides, if someone was up there, I would know because I had a view of the hallway from the couch I was on, and I would have heard the door open anyway. This is when I started to think about how I technically left my house vulnerable to entry hours ago. But again, I told myself no one could have snuck in because it was my back garden. From the front of our house, you can walk up the side and be in the back garden, but the odds of someone doing that when I had the conservatory door open seemed very slim, so I told myself to get a hold of myself and just go upstairs and look. I couldn't resist the urge to be very quiet as I ascended the stairs, stopping every two seconds and just listening hard for any noise. The house was silent. Once I reached the top of the stairs, I looked inside the bathroom and there was nothing out of place. That made me feel better and I walked into mine and my fiance's room. Our bedroom door was open but we always kept the other two bedroom doors closed since we used one as an office area and the other was pretty much just empty, with only a spare bedside table inside it and maybe some of my fiancé's PlayStation games. I looked around our bedroom, and I saw that several of my books had fell off the shelf, as well as one of my ornaments. As you can all imagine, this made me feel really uneasy. The way our bedroom is laid out as you walk in from the right... Our bed is in the middle. A window is to the left wall right in front of you when standing at the door. Our closet is a sliding mirror, one that you can walk inside a little, and my small bookshelf was on the same side of the wall as the door, and my ornament had rolled across the floor, so it drew my attention right away. I picked three books up, and I put everything back. Then I looked towards the closet. It takes up the whole wall, and it has three mirrors you can slide. We always kept it open, with a small section of our clothing visible, and the mirrors positioned in a way to conceal the two sides of the closet, if that makes any sense. Anyway, I felt a really uncomfortable feeling, and I didn't want to go over to the closet. I walked to the edge of my bed, and I looked out the window. But with the corner of my eye, I was peering inside the closet. I didn't see anything, but I still felt very afraid. Something just felt off for some reason. I went back downstairs, and I texted my fiancé about it. About 20 minutes had passed, and he hadn't responded, which I understood because, you know, he was busy at work. He hadn't opened my message, so I knew that he probably hadn't even seen it yet. That's when I heard yet more creaking upstairs and I started to feel a little irritated. I really hated that I was feeling spooked, but I couldn't help it. I ended up turning the TV off and going into the kitchen to get something. That's when I heard a rattling from upstairs, and I immediately began internally freaking out. It was unmistakably the sound of our sliding mirrors moving. So if you were too rough, They'd make a loud banging slash rattling noise because one of them was a little too loose at the bottom. Now, I've watched my fiancé play enough horror games 
and I've seen enough horror movies and heard enough stories to know that I'd be a complete dumbass if I stayed a second any longer in that house. Thank God I'd brought my phone into the kitchen with me, because I then immediately ran out of the back door in the kitchen, along the side of the house, and then ran into the street. I just bolted. I then called the cops and told them, I think someone's in my house. The operator asked me if I was inside, and I told him I was outside. He told me to stay away from the house and stay on the line with them until the cops arrived. I was terrified, and I was rambling about how my fiancé was at work and had no idea what was going on, and also how I was scared and I was just being stupid, and I was really sorry if I was wasting everyone's time. The operator tried his best to calm me down, and I was only waiting about 10 minutes before the police then arrived. They searched my house and the surrounding area, but they didn't find any intruder. However, they did find evidence that someone had been inside my house. One of the cops had went right inside my closet, and what he found still makes me sick to think about. Some of my clothes had male DNA on it. Yeah, the sticky substance you're thinking of is exactly right. It was on some of my clothes that were hanging up, as well as on the closet door and the back of one of the sliding mirrors. I don't know if the mirror rattled because the intruder got excited and hit it by mistake, or if he intentionally moved it. I was glad I got out of the house when I did, especially because he was clearly a sick pervert. A cop then drove me to my fiancé's work, and he actually called me when we were on the way to his work. I told him what happened, and he immediately left and met us outside his workplace. He just hugged me as I cried into his shoulder. The cops had theorized that the intruder had escaped via one of the back doors. I had unlocked the conservatory one because I had to take stuff out of the tumble dryer later, and I felt secure not locking it. There's a gate at the bottom of our garden, and you can run along the back streets, so the cops thought the intruder must have escaped that way. Since they had DNA, they assured me they'd do their best to try and find the creep. My fiancé and I stayed with his parents for about two weeks after this incident because I was just way too scared to go home. I wanted the locks changed, so we arranged for that to happen. I also vowed to never leave any doors unlocked, as well as to never do any laundry with any doors open or unlocked. After weeks of waiting, the cops had told us that they caught the guy. It turned out that he apparently had a record of committing similar crimes. He was known as a peeping Tom, and he'd actually been in trouble for petty thefts and for following women around. My fiancé was furious that this weirdo was actually allowed to mingle with the public. His address was half an hour away from us, but apparently he liked to travel outside of his bubble to spy on women. He'd usually jerk off in the bushes or in his car watching them, wherever he could catch a glimpse. This was actually the first time that he'd ever went inside someone's home. It really freaks me out to think that he may have been stalking me. He must have been watching me to know that I would leave that door open, to know I was out there doing laundry. I don't know how long he was watching me, but it still gives me major anxiety to this day. We changed our locks, and I'm now very paranoid about locking all of our doors. It scares me to think that he was in that closet hiding in the side, knowing I was in the room. 
The creep was actually sentenced to some jail time, but only for a few years. It doesn't feel like enough. My fiance has been a huge supporter throughout all of this, and in a weird way, dealing with this actually made our relationship stronger. So to the creepy pervert who snuck into my house and jerked off all over my clothes, I really hope I never encounter you again, and I hope you receive all the karma you deserve for doing those disgusting things. Please stay safe, everyone, and don't ever make the same mistakes that I did. It doesn't matter how safe you perceive your area to be. Always lock your doors no matter what. And if you feel like something is off, listen to that feeling. It's better to look stupid and be wrong than fall victim to something horrible. Stay safe. I'm a 36-year-old male, and I live in a ground-floor apartment in a seaside town in England with my girlfriend. This incident occurred on a Saturday night. I was home alone because my girlfriend was having an evening out with two friends that she hadn't seen in a couple of months. I'm a night owl at heart, so I like to stay up late on the weekends, and I wanted to wait up anyway just in case her or her friends needed me to drive them home instead of getting a taxi. I'd planned to catch up on some YouTube videos and maybe play a game on my laptop. It was about 10.30 p.m., when I heard the sound of my front door handle moving. I paused the TV and listened, and I heard it again. It sounded like someone was rattling my door handle very quickly. I was confused because I wasn't expecting my girlfriend to be home or call me to pick her up until closer to midnight. So I headed to the door and looked out the peephole. The noise had stopped by the time I reached the door, and when I looked out the peephole, my blood then froze. I saw a man standing further away from my door, facing away from me, so all I could see was the back of his head. It looked like he had his head in his hands. I got a bad feeling in my stomach, and I decided to pretend that I wasn't home, figuring it was just some drunk idiot who got the wrong house. I went back to watch TV, but I had kept the noise lower than before. About half an hour passed, and I heard the same noise yet again. I was very on edge, and I immediately shot up and headed for the door. I decided this time that I'd open it, and I didn't ask him what the hell his problem was. I did just that, except when I opened the door, the guy just gave me a bewildered look before backing away. When I opened the door, I said to him, Look, man, I don't know who you are, but I saw you trying to open my door earlier. If you don't leave right now, I'm contacting the police. I didn't recognize this man as a neighbor, and his eyes looked tired, with black circles underneath them, and he looked solemn. I stood there watching him as he backed off, before he went to the entryway to our apartment block and just sat there, head in his hands. I went back into my house, but before I did... I then said, just go home, man, and then shut the door. I wasn't sure if I should call the police because I didn't want to waste their time if the guy simply had the wrong house, which I felt he maybe had since he looked at me so confused. I shot a text to my girlfriend explaining the situation, and I told her to make sure she calls me when she wants to come home because I didn't want her to get a taxi and risk running into the guy outside. 
I told her to not cut her night short, and I was fine picking her up at any time, and that I'd drive her friends home too if they wanted. I knew she wouldn't be out until 4am because we're both too old to party like that nowadays, but I didn't want her to cut her night short either. I ended up turning the TV off and just sitting on my phone until my girlfriend called just after midnight to say that she was ready to come home. When I went to go get her, the apartment entryway was now empty, as were the stairs leading to the upper floors from what I could see. I didn't see the man again, although I was very vigilant walking along the street to my car. When my girlfriend and I got home, she told me that she thought that he was probably just a drunk and trying to get into a friend's house, and I agreed. Although to me he looked more tired than drunk, but I guess you never really know. I have no idea if he knew someone in our apartment block or if he really was trying to do something more sinister. I just hope that he never comes back, and I'm really glad that we always kept our front door locked and bolted, because if I had it unlocked that night, he could have waltzed right in and done God knows what. This happened to me when I was 13 years old. I'm a girl. Sometime around Christmas, my mom, dad, and little sister went out shopping, but I had stayed home. I knew that they would be gone for a few hours, but I didn't mind since I loved having the house all to myself. My sister's shoes were at the front door instead of the garage, so she went through there instead, and I closed the door behind her. I feel that it's important to mention that a week prior, a boy in the grade above me came up to me during the school pickup and started talking to me. I was never a very social person, but this boy had tried to talk to me many times before. I always just nodded and gave autopilot responses. He was asking for my number, but I politely said no. After a bit of pushing, he finally gave up and left. I was then picked up a few minutes later. Now was the first day of Christmas break. Like I said before, my parents and sister went out shopping and they wouldn't be back for a few hours. I unplugged the living room security camera so I could do a bunch of weird shit without the chance of my parents looking in on me. Right around an hour later when it was dark, I closed all the blinds and I made myself some noodles and watched a movie while eating. After I finished my dinner, I was watching the movie. I paused to get a cookie when I had heard some noise on the outside of my house. It sounded like footsteps. I held my breath to listen closely, making sure it was just the house making noises. But no, it definitely sounded like footsteps in the backyard. I turned off the TV, grabbing a knife from the kitchen counter and I then ran to go lock myself in the bathroom. I heard a pounding on the window, then silence. Even the footsteps were gone. A few seconds later, I heard two voices from outside the house, one male and one female, and then once again, I heard silence for about five minutes straight. I went out of the bathroom and quietly inched closer to the phone to go call the cops. Then I heard the landline ring. I was about five feet away from the phone. The noise startled me, and I had dropped the knife with a clatter, followed by a violent pounding on the backyard door. 
I picked up the knife and then ducked into the small storage closet under the stairs. There was a reason that I mentioned earlier that my sister left through the front door instead of the garage and that I closed it behind her. Two pairs of footsteps ran around to the front and then I heard the small beep of the alarm system letting me know that a door leading to the outside had been opened. How could I have been so stupid as to not lock the front door when she left? I controlled my breathing to be as silent as possible and I readied the knife. I heard the doors being slammed and an oddly familiar voice then called out. Where the fuck are you, you little bitch? I know you're here. I think it might have been the boy. As expected, the closet door swung open and there was a girl outside. Out of instinct, I took the knife and then sliced her with it. She started to shriek and blood dripped on the floor as she slapped my face very hard. So hard that I actually fell down. The woman ran out of the house and then slammed the front door shut behind her. It took a minute of silence to register that it was now over. I got up and locked the front door and I quickly started to clean the blood off the floor with soap and water. I didn't get to the phone in time to call the cops, but these people were long gone now, so there was really no point. Just as I finished cleaning, I realized with a chill going down my spine that I never even heard the boy leave. I then quietly checked everywhere in the house, knife in hand, turning all the lights as I checked the upstairs and downstairs, as well as every bathroom and closet and hiding spot that I could think of. I never found anyone. I cleaned up all the mess they made, and I made sure everything seemed normal. Around 45 minutes later, my parents and sister finally came home to me watching TV. I know that this is going to sound really crazy, but I still haven't told them what happened to this day. I was just really afraid that they would never let me stay home alone ever again, and I didn't want that because I really appreciate my privacy. I just want to tell everyone out there to please be safe, because I feel that if I did anything differently other than not calling the cops, things could have really ended so much worse for me. I'm a 22-year-old female, and I live with my boyfriend. The story took place back in December of 2022. Here's some background information. We didn't really live in the greatest part of town, so there was always shit going on. Our house faces an alleyway, so our backyard meets our neighbors behind us backyard, if that makes sense. Their house faces the main street, and our backyards are separated by a chain-link fence with a gate. Written in the deed of the house, a gate had to be there so emergency fire personnel can access our whole house if ever needed. The alleyway is so narrow that my boyfriend's pickup truck just makes the turn. From the main street, you can just barely see our tiny little house, and you couldn't see the gate from the main street due to the neighbor's car being parked in the driveway. I was home alone on this night due to my boyfriend being on an emergency call for work. It was around 10 p.m. and I had just door dashed some Applebee's. I know, it was probably a little late for takeout, but I wasn't expecting my boyfriend to be out this late. We have a motion sensor light and camera facing the backyard. Well, just as I'm sitting down to eat and watching TV, I get a notification that someone's in my backyard. 
Now, I just assumed that it's our neighbors outside doing something, but I was wrong. I clicked the live feed, and I saw a man holding what looks to be a plastic white bag crouched down near the entrance, as well as near the tree along the other side of our yard. I immediately call my boyfriend, and I frantically say that someone's in our backyard. He tells me to turn the lights off and keep the dogs quiet. I quickly grab the dogs and hide in the closet until I hear back from my boyfriend. I didn't want to turn off the lights though just in case someone was watching the house and found out someone was home. I was also way too shaken up to call the police, so my boyfriend calls for me. I once again check the live feed from the camera to see if the guy was gone, and he was. I watch back the footage and he had actually walked through our neighbor's driveway through the gate and then sneakily moved so he didn't set off the camera. When he started to walk towards our bedroom window, that's when the motion light comes on, and the camera then says, Hi, you're now being recorded. Now, our bedroom window is the biggest window on the back of the house. He easily could have stepped on something to get up to the level of the window to see if it was open. Thankfully, if that was the case, we had a solid wood tall dresser right in front of the window so he wouldn't have been able to get in. My boyfriend calls me back, and he says the police are on their way, and to keep an eye out. About ten minutes go by, and I finally see the police in our backyard trying to find our house. I run out and introduce myself, and explain the whole situation. As I'm explaining everything to the cops, my boyfriend pulls up. I give the police the information they need, and I show them the footage. They obviously couldn't do much since the guy wasn't in our backyard anymore, but we just wanted it to be reported and be on record. The officer said that the guy looked like he wanted something in our yard. The things in our yard consisted of a concrete mixer, two bikes, a bike track, and a plastic kiddie pool for the dogs. If the guy had attempted to take any of those things, I wouldn't have even bothered calling the cops. It seemed like he knew the layout of our yard and knew exactly where the gate and camera was located at. I was scared to be home alone for days after this happened, especially at night. The police hung around the neighborhood for a good 20 minutes, then left. Unfortunately, we never heard anything else regarding it. Thankfully though, we don't live in that house anymore, and I'm really glad. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, to always, stay.